All right, welcome to the Okie Show Show, episode two. We're going to be talking about everything Oklahoma film and music that Oklahoma has to offer. Uh, today, I am talking with the wonderful Rachel Messer, who is a very accomplished voice actress as well as local actress. I actually, I've got your bio here. Rachel has voiced in numerous animes, cartoons, video games, radio plays, and commercials. She's worked with Funimation in anime. She's currently the voice of Shiara in the new animated TV series Prince Adventure along with Christopher Sabat. I'm sure I'm going to be butchering these names. <laughs> <laughs> Vic Mignogna. <laughs> ah, Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna. <laughs> okay. There was no Inye symbol. It's, com- it's complicated. <laughs> I suck at spelling my own name, much less getting other people's right. Dude, I'm the same. My my name, my last name is Gilliland, which might as well just like be G with a barcode and then <laughs> A N D. Like, scan my name. I'm 99 cents. But um, but yeah, so you are a pretty accomplished voice actor right here in Oklahoma, <laughs> which is pretty pretty cool. And it's actually it seems pretty rare because you're not only on the local level. You're on the international level. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, which is awesome. So we're going to be talking about, with Rachel, um, just the process of getting started with voice acting, some fun stories that you've got, um, some of the technique that goes into it, and some of the technical know-how, which uh, I had you bring your fancy-dancy microphone down. Is it on? It is know. on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't speak into it then. <laughs> <laughs> You're using a dynamic. I'm, I'm totally using like the crappiest. That's meant dynamic to be like mic. swung around and thrown at. I know. People. I should be using this in a screamo band. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um, first of all, before we go any further, I forgot to do this on this la- on the last episode. So I have to give a shout out to Walking Stick Design who designed the Okie Show Show's logo. It's awesome. <laughs> he did a really really cool job. The Walking Stick Design uses fun, clever ideas to make tangible solutions that work so that you can feel confident about doing business. Go check them out at walkingstickdesign.com. Okay, Rachel. Sup? <laughs> how's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm glad that you were able to make it down. You're originally from Tulsa, right? Right, yeah. So how long have you been doing this whole shindig? I've been acting for six years, and I have been voice acting for, I celebrated my third year of it in July. So three years in like two months, three months? I'm not sure what month it is. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you how long I've done this, just not what month it is. Right. (laughs) It's it's funny when it comes to like sound stuff, I've noticed that you can can kind of excel pretty quickly, because that's about how long I've been doing... Production sound. Oh, okay. And like, I'm just, I might be getting my union card here pretty soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> but um, uh, I wanted to kind of loosen you up, you know, since you're, this is your first time on the show and this is only our second episode. This is my first time on, uh, like, I mean, I've been interviewed, but it's always been for like papers and articles. Yeah. So. This is like really, really chill. Like, we're just okay. having a conversation, we're hanging out, we're going to play some fun games that involve this bell. <laughs> and. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious of your how savvy you are with uh, probably not very no matter what the end of that we'll sentence is s- going to we'll be. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so I got a little bit of trivia for you. Okay. Okay. Who was the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, the original Raphael, and Yakko Warner from Animaniacs? Was it Rob Paulson, Maurice Lamarche, or Kevin Conroy? I 
Mm, I'm going to say Rob Paulson. Yes! 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 <laughs> Rob Paulson's amazing. I got it. He's been in everything, and he's been around for so freaking long. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I love the range of that, like Pinky to Raphael. And now he's actually playing Donatello on the new Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. So, how, so he's how, still how around. Yeah, he's, he's still totally still around. Okay, uh, what other iconic character did Mark Hamill play other than Luke Skywalker? Was it Bruce Wayne, Johnny Bravo, or the Joker? The Joker. Got that one. Mark Got Hamill it. is so <laughs> underrated, man. Freaking Mark Hamill. Like, he's so good. How can you go from Luke Skywalker to the Joker? And like he made like he is the Joker. No one else could possibly be the voice of the Joker. I keep nodding like they're gonna see that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Just like Kevin Conroy is Batman. There is no other voice of Batman but Kevin Conroy. I'm sorry, uh, whoever has been voicing. What, what, what about Adam West? <laughs> well, okay, you know the funny thing? Adam West was actually in the, the Batman animated series. He was a cameo as the Great Ghost. Do you, do I, you remember that episode? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that was like a, they, they made it into like a TV movie. It was like a three-part, three-episode arc in the anime. I was, I'm a nerd. I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> I can't think of Adam West without giggling because it just reminds me of, uh, I think it's the character on Family Guy. Yeah. Where he's the, the mayor that thinks the plant is stealing water. Yes. He's gonna lose it every time. He's got, he's got such a <laughs> silly, like you just can't take Adam West seriously. You can't. And you, he, he owns that. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Robin. We've got to save the day from the Joker again. That's my terrible Adam West impression. Okay, last bit of trivia. Tweety Bird was voiced by several actors. Who on this list is not one of them? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we got Mel Blanc. Okay. Uh, we have Joe Alasky. Don Pardo or Bob Bergen? This is a tough one. I want to say that Mel and Bob probably did voice them. What were the other two? That is true. Joe Alasky and Don Pardo. I'm going to go with just Joe for a random reason. Is that wrong? It's actually Don Pardo. Didn't, he was the only one that didn't voice Tweety Bird. And I think, uh, is it Billy West that's doing Tweety Bird now? Is it? I don't know. That I wouldn't surprise me. Billy West is like today's Mel Blanc. Yeah, yeah, like, he is. He's everything. He's like, we just went to go see a movie, and he's, I keep forgetting that he's the freaking red M&M. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't know yeah. that. And he was Doug, so. That he's, like, if I was to ever, like, pursue it, I want to I wanna be Billy West. He's, he's good. <laughs> As does everybody. Everybody wants to be Billy West. Or Rob Paulson. <laughs> Maurice LaMarche is also, like, a really super underrated guy. Mm -hmm. He, Maurice LaMarche is the voice of the brain. And then he's done quite a few other things. I can't hmm. remember. I, the, I, if I had it written down, I'd be able to tell you. I think they had him on The Simpsons. It's how, like, just it wouldn't by surprise everyone. me. Like, <laughs> it seems like there's this group of voice actors that is in, they're just in everything. Like every, it's it's Bill West, Marisa Marsh, um, Rob Paulson. Oh, who's the voice of Winnie the Pooh? Oh goodness. Um, oh, I know this name. There's this really great clip of him doing uh, Darth Vader's lines. I've as heard Winnie of the that. Oh, so good. Ah, oh, man. What's his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. 
Okay, we're gonna look it up. It is not on the tip of my tongue, but I do remember Jim knowing. Jim Cummings. It. Okay, there we go. Jim Cummings, and he's another guy who's just been in everything. Okay, so we have a lot of a lot of sponsors that I have to give shout outs to as we make it through our segments. Uh, that last segment of trivia was brought to you by Dropped Phone Calls, God's way of spicing up your marriage at the best part of the argument. Oh God! <laughs> I want to do the next. You want to do the next sponsor? The next okay. sponsor, yes. Okay. All right. Um, so tell me, how did you get started in this whole shindig <laughs> that is voice acting? I was a theater major in college that was complaining to a fellow theater major uh, about the lack of options. You could go into theater or you could go into film, and that was pretty much it. And theater for actors really only pays, like, in New York, or at least steady pay. Um, yeah. And then film is branching out all over the states now, but, you know, I felt like most of the, if you were gonna make a living as an actor, you needed to be in the LA area. Um, and so he just off the cuff was like, oh, well, what about voice acting? And I hadn't thought of this. Yeah. Um, but luckily I was in the middle of like this huge anime uh, fascination, I guess is the <laughs> word, obsession. Fascinating <laughs> is the word for anime. <laughs> But so I was watching over and over, and I started to realize, you know, oh, there are actors behind this. It's not just magic. Um, so I kind of just started Googling everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my parents had, for the past, or the Christmas before that, picked me up a book called The Art of Voice Acting by, uh, oh, goodness. I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. It's called The Art of Voice Acting. <laughs> Okay. And if you search it, it's a wonderful book. It mainly talks about the business side of voiceover. But mm -hmm. I just started doing little free projects. And over time, it got to like $10 projects. And I was like, yes, I've made it big now. Yeah. Um, and just the, the pay steadily increased. And then uh, when I got out of college, I had a part-time job. I say that because I worked like 12 hours a week. Um, part-time job for a couple months, and then I realized I was making more money with voiceover than I was at my actual job, so I quit it. And God, that's like, the, that. that's the dream right there, <laughs> man. Because voice acting, like we were talking about this the other day, like it's it's a little different nowadays than it, than it was, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, I mean, there's been a huge, I keep thinking 10 years ago is the 90s, and it's I know, not. dude, it's, it's so weird. Because um, how, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 24. You're 24. <laughs> it took see, me I'm a 28, and like I still feel like I'll see kids that, like last time I saw them, they were like 10, and now they're now that I'll see them at a bar or something like that, <laughs> and be like, "What are you? You're not allowed in here. You're 14. This is the 90s." Still. No, it's <laughs> but um, so so it, it's always kind of a gradual thing. Uh, what resources did you have? Like, I mean, aside from just like basic research, where did you find your auditions and um, find your jobs? <laughs> I started out on a website called the Voice Acting Alliance. Um, without the the, it's just Voice Acting Alliance. Um, and that was where you, you can get on there for free and you can create a little account and you can add me if you want. Yeah. Um, and it's got mainly free projects, lots of fan dubs, lots of original works, audio plays. Um, and for people starting out, I really recommend fan dubs or audio plays because they're going to be uh, the two with the lowest competition rate uh, mm. or submission send-in. 
Um, and occasionally you find like a paid job that comes through there, depending on if it's just $10 for some lines or some of them can get up to, I think this past summer there was one for like $600 wow. for a role on there. Wow. Um, there's also Voice Acting Club, which is not the website. You just have to type that into Google and it pops up. It's got this weird forum hmm. name. And it's kind of the same thing. It's free to get on. You find stuff. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I, I've noticed that that kind of tends to be the pattern, especially like with anything entertainment related. Like you always start off, it's always try, it's a hard sell to the parents because <laughs> it's never like, I'm going to go get a job that pays right away. It's always, I'm going to be working for free for a while and <laughs> really paying my dues and perfecting your craft. And so I was really lucky that like, I didn't tell, I was a bio major in college. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, I switched about a year and a half in and it wasn't, I, I went and auditioned for a play because of this, I don't know what it was. I watched a movie when I was a kid and saw behind the scenes. I was like, I could do that. They're playing make pretend. Got it. Done. Yeah. Um, and so I decided in college, I'd take an acting class and I went and auditioned for a play and a student film and somehow gotten both. Um, Lucky. And, yeah, right? It never happens <laughs> Yeah, that, that never happens. Um, and I was like, I waited till after the close of the first show, and I told my parents, I'm going to be an actor. And they were like, you do that. And I think they were like, this will last a month. Right. Um, and so Have I, <laughs> I kind of stuck with it. Um, and when I graduated, I actually wanted to go into theater. I was gonna go to like Dallas or Chicago or somewhere and do theater. My parents were the ones that were like, you should stick with voice acting. That seems to be working for you. Yeah. I, I'd stick with that if I were you. And so they've been really helpful, especially once I started uh, making money because this was just a hobby. I was never one of the people that were like, I'm gonna do this voice acting for a living. Mm -hmm. It was just, I really like doing this and they supported that. They were yeah. like, yeah, if you have fun, go for it. So they were really helpful, and they still are. And like, they will. Uh, for Christmas, I got three uh, giant professional sound curtains oh, for my yeah. studio, and it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Something I wish we had here right now. <laughs> for those of you that are listening, we're just. We're, uh, this is episode two, so we're still getting caught up on like the microphones and all that kind of stuff. I'm using this handy dandy dynamic <laughs> mic, and we're just in this common area on the third floor of the Paramount. But yeah, so. Um, so it's it's escalated slowly but surely and now you have your own little studio. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm working on it every day. I'm kind of like an equipment hoarder. I don't think I'm going to use all the equipment that I buy, but right. I feel the need to have all of it. Yeah. And one day I would really like to like in my 30s rent out an actual building and just make a professional sound studio and rent it out to bands and all oh, kinds dude, of stuff that'd be that awesome. comes in. So I consider my hoarding uh, an investment. It's all how yeah, you man. look at life. <laughs> That's kind of how I am too. Like it's 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 funny how like like your world is in studio recording. My world is in like out in the field production recording. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you totally. You hoard as much equipment as you possibly can because, like, especially in my line of work, like you just never know. You never know if you're gonna have to use that adapter, or random mic, or a mic's gonna break and you're gonna have to use something oh, else. Oh gosh. See, I was talking to a friend and I was saying I wanted to learn more about the uh, out of studio recording, but mm -hmm. I feel like 
I want to have a mastery of the in-studio recording before I even try to expand my bubble yeah. of things. <laughs> that's probably, I mean, I think that's a good idea because it's been, I've been having to do the opposite in that, like, you know, you get your, really when you're in the field, like you're, you're just capturing the the most raw stuff. You can't get too perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely can, but then you're slowing down production and <laughs> that's a whole thing. But uh yeah, the sound guy is always the most disgruntled person on set because it's always like, it could have been better. It always could be better. <laughs> I was in charge of uh, the film that I was doing. I was in charge of audio, and it was the worst thing to put me in charge of because I was like, no, 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 there's a plane. We're all going to oh, hold yeah. for the next five minutes. Yeah, stand by for that car again. <laughs> Who didn't shut down all the streets in this town? <laughs> They are so fired. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm working on this um, this film right now, and I'm working under the mixer who actually trained me like mm. way back in the day. I was his intern, and now I'm actually his boom operator, which is really fun. But uh, we had on set a, a sound supervisor for the first three days, which was weird for, for production sound. Like, we're not used to having somebody from post being on site. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, what are you doing here? This is my territory. <laughs> But to come to find out, he was like an Emmy award-winning sound designer, and and awesome. hearing his input like as we were recording and everything was really really cool. Because of course, then again, you, you also you talk about perfectionists. Those guys have one hundred percent control over everything that they're recording, and mm-hmm. it makes me a little jealous. <laughs> but yeah, the the post audio and in studio stuff is always so fascinating to me. But that's one thing with voice acting that is unlike any other kind of acting is that you really have to be kind of tech-savvy as well. Uh, yeah, um, if you're going to do your own stuff, like maybe you can probably in Dallas or L.A. get away with not knowing a whole bunch mm. of audio stuff. But if you're going to be uh, in Tulsa or really anywhere outside of the major markets, it helps to know what you're going to record with and what suits your voice best. and what the Since you're emailing or uploading or whatever your audio, uh, audio to another person, you've got to know what they're going to want. So if they say we want wave and we want uncompressed and we want, you know, all this kinds of stuff or AIFF, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Yeah. I always see it in emails. I'm like, okay, audition, make it save as this go. Right. Um, <laughs> but you, so it helps to have some at least basic knowledge mm-hmm. um, or you could get OCD like me and start focusing in on everything and blow up your mind at one point. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what's really cool is that you're able to, with voice acting, like, we may have actually already talked about this, but how you're able to do it in-house as opposed to having to go drive to a location and mm-hmm. audition. You're literally getting auditions through through your email or through your database, and you're able to do it at your house. Yeah. <laughs> and just send it out. <laughs> like, that's awesome. If, if every actor in the world could do that, that, that would be amazing. It's, it's really nice, especially because um, in, a, in a way it's spoiled me because now... Like a film will come up and they want me to drive three or four hours to audition for something. I'm like, no, no. I'll send you a video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am totally guilty of that. I'm <laughs> like, I'm so picky on the stuff that I audition for now, just because like back in the day, I used to do a lot of acting because I just, I honestly just needed the money. Like I was in college mm. and I wanted to do acting, but I needed money at the same time. So it's just like, oh, just do everything. That is a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it totally is. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> now, like I, I don't need it for sustenance or anything. So I'm a lot more selective mm, Yeah. and I'm so lazy. <laughs> 
I, I hate driving down to Norman or wherever to audition. My thing is now, like, pay is wonderful. I'll, and film, I, I love doing film, so I'll do it for a lot, you know, a lot less than what voice acting will be. But when it comes to, like, commercial stuff or I'll see these extra calls that they send to me, like, in my email as well, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's yeah. 100 for a day. I could record 30 seconds of audio for 200, so Bam. I'm going to just work on this today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what advice would you give somebody who is aspiring to be a voice actor? Um, don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. No, no, no. That's not where I was going with that. I was starting a sentence and failed at it. Um, this is why it's great that I don't have to do a lot of live stuff. I can just edit it out. Yeah. Like, mm, no, I'll take that part out. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to do free stuff or stuck up to do free stuff. I've seen a lot of actors that go into this thinking, I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. And it does not work like that. And the people that... And then they get jaded because they don't become rich and famous. Right, exactly. Um, the people that work like that... I just, I don't see them go very far or they, they get burnt out or they get mad. Um, but if you talk to a lot of professionals, the first thing they'll say is don't shy away from the free work. Mm -hmm. Certain really big professionals, I won't name names currently, but still do free stuff. Yeah. Um, or stuff on deferred payment, which is something people It's, it's free. <laughs> yeah, most of the time Deferred it is. payment's the fancy Sometimes phrase Sometimes you free. get like 50 bucks to yeah. the side like three years later and you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, my residuals finally came in. <laughs> it's only been 20 years. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing just to come home and be like, oh, random check. That's what I... 25 do. cents. There's yeah. the reality of it. Damn. Yeah, that's how it is with music because like we have, we have uh, two EPs on iTunes and like you make nothing. Mm. Like we've had those albums up for probably two or three years and we've made like maybe $400 total because you don't make anything off of like Spotify right. or iTunes like because they, the, the, they always take a percentage out of it. Anyway, yeah. way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm curious, what is your perspective on the difference between just voice acting and screen acting? Like there's the obvious answer that it's just voice and then the others for screen. But, like, what are the differences? What are the similarities? Um, okay. I will get off topic here. So it's I'm going to rely on you to zoom me back in when I start trailing off. Gotcha. But um, I'll start with the, the differences is that film is very uh, – well, film, you've got your, your face and your body and all that kind of stuff to express. So you can do silent acting to a point to show that you're disgruntled or – annoyed or excited or anything there are all these different ticks you can do um so it's almost in a way very subtle because of that because you can tell your story or your character's story in so many different ways uh like that and then you've got voice acting where you're only using your voice and everything's very exaggerated uh in in most cases because you don't listen to a cartoon and hear people speak how they do in every day you don't listen to even anime or anything like that and hear people talking in everyday kind of voices. It's, yeah. it's, it's exaggerated. Um, so that's where the theater side of me came in and was like, I can do big, yeah. let's go. Um, <laughs> but the similarities is you are still creating characters. Um, your character still has to have desires for a scene, uh, a tactic or a, a want or a, uh, 
would I describe tactic? Um, you have a motivation. Exactly, of. yeah. Uh, a way that's you're trying th- to get to. Yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed a lot. Because um, with Indian Head, like, we, we do auditions every once in a while, and I've always found it, and just boom operating, you see all ranges of acting from high quality to not so great. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've always found fascinating is a, a good actor doesn't just read the lines and say the words. Like, I feel like that's that's one of the the first mistakes that young actors make is that they're they're acting but they're just regurgitating words right. but they don't know where the words are coming from from the like when you say what's my motivation like that's what that means it's mm-hmm. like where are these words coming from on an emotional level like and that is where the character pushes the words out you're not just saying words right everyone has a reason to say something whether it's you in real life or your character mm. you hopefully well i mean i guess there's those characters that just babble on <laughs> but they still have a motivation too they have a motivation to impress or to convey something or to express themselves which is why they babble yeah uh, so it's just you know looking at things from a different perspective and almost taking things to a psychology level yeah in a sense I've always found that to be the most fascinating thing about acting, just period. It's just the psych. It's especially screen acting, and that's not a knock on theater acting. It's just two different styles. But right. like screen acting is so. There's so much psychology behind it. It's almost more psychology than it is performance mm-hmm. because of that finding the motivation of the character, finding all these different little unique aspects of the character that drives these lines out of you. Right. And I love studying, um, my, my main thing is body language. And yeah. that's something you can always work with with film. Yeah. And so I will, in my free time, just look up anything I can about body language. So when mm-hmm. I have a character, I can not only uh, express it verbally or you know with my emotions, but physically as well. Yeah. Well, and to loop it back around to the, to the voice acting, like we were talking about Mark Hamill in our little trivia. <laughs> Mark Hamill, if you ever watch him performing the Joker, he's so physical. And right. Like that, that physical, that the body language that he's using, it translates into his voice. Mm-hmm. And like it, the Joker wouldn't be the same guy if he didn't do all this <laughs> stuff, you know, like physically getting into it. And if you watch a lot of voice actors in the booth, they physically really get into it. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is necessary. The way your body moves does affect your voice. Yeah. And if you're in character, you're in character either way, uh, whether it's you know voice or body. And it, a, a really good actor will have just, like it'll be a different person kind yeah. of thing. Ah, and that, that's, <laughs> that kind of stuff is just so cool. <laughs> that's what I love is like, you, uh, there's a really cool documentary called, uh, I think it's called I Know That Voice. Yeah. You've seen I'm, it? I have not seen it oh, yet. you've got to. I it's want got, to so It's got bad. every A-list voice actor. Like, and to see them finally, to actually see them is just so cool because you know, if you close your eyes, you're like, I know, <laughs> that's, that's I, we're, it's like we're friends. You've been around since my childhood, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> I've even got some friends in that documentary, and I haven't you really? watched it yet. I do. Nah, you, you've got to. You have to. It's so good. But um, yeah, just seeing the, the physicality behind everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that actually leads to my next question, which is is technique. Like when you're developing a character, you you have the initial audition. Do you? Because I know what I do, but I'm curious as what do you do? Mm-hmm. Do you develop the character before you even go into the audition, or do you develop it after you've won the audition? Uh, I want to say, okay, I try to develop it 
before the audition, but most of the time when you go in with the character, um, I mean, there's some rare exceptions, but most of the time the director has something they want. And if it's an in-person session, they will bring you in and they'll just, you know, change your lines and that'll kind of, in, in a sense, give you more detail about your character so you can make little changes. Mm. If it's over the internet, um, like a lot of video games are, you create the character in audition uh, and then you get the part and they may give you a little bit of extra uh, character background, but it rarely ever happens. So right. the character background you got from the audition is what's going to be for the rest of the show. So yeah. I like to play around and I create characters even just with the audition because it makes it more fun. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, like, you get those little prompts, like, Alan, he's a 35-year-old <laughs> father of two. Like, <laughs> and that means... That can mean anything. Like right. that leaves you so much opportunity to be creative and like you know, create something that is very unorthodox. And sometimes, like whenever we're auditioning stuff in Indian Head, like sometimes it's the unorthodox one that's like way from left field. That's like, holy crap, we would have never thought of it that way. Right. You win the audition <laughs> because you can bring something to the table that. You and, know. and sometimes they really like that, to see that drastic different character that you made a bold choice and you went with it rather than, uh, like I've talked to other directors about this as well, rather than focusing on impressing the director, they came in yeah. and they were like, yeah. I'm going to do this character. And yeah. that impressed the director. It's kind of, yeah, like I've, I, I love that whenever you can tell an actor just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and half the time they get the part. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like they go in with nothing to lose, and so all the there's no there's no like stress or tension. They're just like, I'm just gonna do my thing, and if you like it, cool. <laughs> then we can be creative together, and if not, then I'm moving on to the next thing. Right. So, yeah, well, go in with nothing to lose. <laughs> that's something that because uh, I teach voice acting um, as well, and that's one of the hardest things to teach people is to not care as much right. um, because they get so stressed out and they, they don't want to send in this audition because they're so afraid it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And half the time I'm like, honey, I've hold, I've held auditions on the site that you are doing your thing. You will not be the worst by any way, shape or <laughs> you, form. You are never the worst. <laughs> it's kind of like somewhere out there. There is the guy who is the worst. It's just like, <laughs> he's the one I can tell you the guy who's the worst is the one going, I am the best. I need to be paid right yes. now. Yeah. Everybody bow down to me. That guy is always the worst. The, yes. <laughs> that, uh, on so many different levels. Yes. <laughs> that guy is an extra on everything. But if you listen to him talk, he was the star of it. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, I've got so many hilarious background stories of just like, they have no lines. They're just like, their elbow is in the frame at like one second of the shot. And oh, they're like, gosh. but what's my motivation? What, why does my elbow move into the shot? <laughs> like they start creating, like really getting in depth. Like, no, just stand there and just drink your soda. Be a normal person. Just be normal. <laughs> just don't distract from the actual things going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about dialects. Okay. So whenever you are, what, what is your method with developing dialects and researching dialects and all that kind of stuff? Um, since I come from a theater background, that was something that was harped on a lot to the point where I thought it was going to be really, really important in life and that if I couldn't master these dialects, I was out of luck. Um, it has not been that way. <laughs> um, but having uh, 
the knowledge of accents and dialects uh, has helped me a lot. I've played characters with Japanese accents, despite the fact that I have no Japanese uh, heritage. Right. But I think it also does help that I speak a little bit of Japanese. Do you really? I do. I took it in college. I'm better at reading it yeah. and then saying it and rather than actually having a conversation one-on-one with somebody. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I can, I've played a couple of characters for uh, games that released in Japan as the actual <sighs> Japanese so character. Cool. Um, but my main thing with dialects is in this part of the country, everyone has, uh, most everyone has some kind of, uh, I want to say loquialism, but I don't think that's exactly the word I'm going for. But most people have something. That is a big word that went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a $10 word right there. <laughs> um, basically, they, they have some kind of speech trait, whether they know it or not, that is yeah. uh, associated to where they came from. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma is really lucky that it's one of the pockets of state, like southern states, that doesn't have as strong of a, a dialect as the yeah. other ones. You can until go to, you really hear it. Yeah. <laughs> until you, until you really, you're going to like you get that worship person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my biggest thing when I'm helping someone get into voice acting is realizing that most of the auditions that they're going to play have to be in general American. And if not, it's almost going to go to the new Californian type of accent. The Californian. <laughs> but my you, favorite sketches on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> the Kiao took the 405 down to the... Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's the dumbest accent. That is the dumbest dialect of all American dialects. No. No? The dumbest one is the Kardashian California. Oh, God. The everything is low and it kind of goes question, but yeah. you don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? I think that. it's called up talking where they're like, they're, it's always like talking up and like... <laughs> I have an eternal question that has never been answered. It's about uh, when my salad's coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where's Kanye? Oh, God. Where did he go? (laughs) Uh, But when I have to do a role with an accent or a dialect, I love to go to uh, Idea, which is Mm. a a website. I think it's like I-D-E-A or something. But if you type in, it's like international something something of... Something. <laughs> but you can type Good in. pitch. <laughs> Thank you. They should endorse me for that. <laughs> International something, something of something. Um, it's like, I know it stands for something, but if you put an idea in Google and like accents and dialects, it'll okay. pop up. All right. Hold on. Okay. We got this idea, accents and dialects. Okay. Oh, I-D-E-A, International Dialects of English Archive. Oh my there God. There we go. See? I've never known of this. You can go on there and you select what region you can. Uh, so if you had to do somebody from Romania, for example, uh, which would be an accent, actually. But you had to do somebody from Romania. You can go on there. You can find what year they were born, oh, uh, wow. what gender they are, how old they are, uh, what part of Romania they were from. And you can listen to them. They all say the same standard sentence at the start. Mm. And then they will talk a little bit about wow. their life. Okay, that's cool. So for those of you that are listening, this is uh, dialectsarchive.com. That's www.dialects archive.com. <laughs> I can spell. <laughs> that's really cool. 
that's one thing I, I've always, I'm just, uh, dialects are just so fascinating to me because mm-hmm. it's like literally taking the same alphabet that we all use and everybody has their little spin on it. And it's sometimes it's so microscopic. Like the fact that England is such a small island and yet there's so many different dialects. Right. So many like extremely different dialects. Like, yeah, you have, you've got like Cockney versus <laughs> RP. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like how, I want to know how in the world did Cockney even come around? <laughs> Because like I I uh, spent some time with a guy from London and he he was as cockney as you could possibly be. Oh gosh! And, <laughs> I'm like you're not even near Scotland or anything. <laughs> like how, where did this come from? <gasps> like because I could understand like the you know the being close to like Ireland or Scotland. Well, they've kind of got like oh it's like a wee in the back of the throat. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but like. And then Cockney is just like, bam, in like middle of London. I don't know. Yeah, it's really cool when you think about it because they are so small and compact. I mean, you've got the U.S., which has all kinds of different stuff, but oh, it's yeah. the U.S. Yeah. Um, and then London is, I've never thought of that before. That's yeah. trippy. Well, because, like, that's what's fascinating. Well, I keep saying, that's what's fascinating. <laughs> I am so fascinated by multiple things. <laughs> no, because like, your dialect is based on the region that you're, that you're living in, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's like the color wheel. Like it's normally in America, like it slowly blends from one dialect. You have New England mm-hmm. way up here. Yeah. And then you go down to Boston. Like I can't do a Boston accent, but like, you know what I mean? Like it right. slowly tapers into something different. Mm-hmm. But, and then there's the Southern accent, which is like everywhere. I've never understood that. There are so many different Southern accents though. Oh, I know. And it's, it's to the point where even though, you know, I'm from Oklahoma, I'm a little intimidated now when I see something that says Southern accent. Because when it says Texas, oh, yeah. I can do a Texas. I, mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident with that. Um, and I can sometimes do a, a Louisiana accent. Sometimes. It's hit and miss. It's right. like depending on the how Cajun. the script is written. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I see things that are like Arkansas and Missouri. And I don't know if I could do those. Right. I don't even know Missouri's if Missouri counts. Real, like, can you give <laughs> us the sound of corn? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Missouri accent. <laughs> Sounds like you got like a hamster just like with corn all up in your cheeks. It's just so specific though. Oh, yeah, like, totally. I only want this sound. Yeah. I'm like okay. I feel like they should just replace southern with like farmer. <laughs> Cuz like seriously, you go farmer, to Iowa and then hillbilly, yeah. redneck. Yeah. Uh, Cuz I've seen like pig farmers in Iowa like Still the Midwest, but it's northern Midwest, right. and they are still southern as hell. <laughs> and they're just talking about their pit, like it's just so southern drawl. But it's like you're in the north. Where? What do you? Where'd you should come you, from? Shouldn't you be ending every sentence with a? You're a. There. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> but yeah, so dialects are always super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now you you have a lot of experience doing voices in anime, um, which uh, of course with anime always comes the cons. <laughs> yeah. I because I used to do improv for and we would do all these shows at anime conventions. That was my first exposure to anything anime. Like the only anime that I'd ever watched as a kid was like Pokemon. Yeah. And actually Digimon. Digimon was a badass show. <laughs> that was a cool show and it was so underappreciated. I loved Digimon. I want to rewatch it because my mind makes you go that was so awesome, but even as a kid I was like they're ripping off Pokemon. So you know you have yeah. like Whoever. It was like a cooler, like darker version. Right, of and then you to had me. Yu-Gi-Oh, which was in the original. I've heard really, really dark. Yeah. Uh, but I tried to rewatch <clears> it because <throat> it's on Netflix, 
And I was just <laughs> sitting there just giggling at it. Isn't like, it no. so weird? Some of the shows that we watch as kids that you go back what and they do not hold up no. at all. No, they like, do. Like I tried to uh, to just take a look at like an old Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Mm. And I was like, first of all, the, anima- the animation is so, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Like it's from the 90s. So it's, and I don't know what it was, but it just annoyed the <laughs> crap out of me. And that's Billy West. Right. <laughs> Doing Stimpy. Was he, was he Ren or was he Stimpy? He was Stimpy, oh, I think. Uh, yeah, Stimpy sounds like he'd probably be in his range. Yeah. Watch us both be wrong. Yeah, it's just like some... Someone comments Rob on Paulson. this. Excuse me. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I only know so much voice actor <laughs> trivia. What were we... Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, so we were talking about cons, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I always had this saying that you always knew that you were at the convention when the smell of B.O. and uh. pizza <laughs> hit your face. Just... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm here. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> it normally, I, I've been to some conventions, and I'm at IzumiCon. Uh, well, I'm at Tulsa Wizard World in October, and also IzumiCon. So mm-hmm. anyone can come see me there; it'd be great. Um, but I, I'm I'm booked for you know normally the whole weekend. They rarely are just like come this one day. It's like no, yeah. stay the whole weekend. Um, it's the third day that gets you because the first because no day, one showered see, the, the entire time I've been that. there. <laughs> I had been to two. Well, I've been to one convention two times before I started actually going to cons. Right. Um, And that was, both times it was Tokyo and Tulsa, um, which I'm a guest at at 2016. So it's going to be trippy, right? Um, But I'd never had really the huge experience of it until I started going and speaking at them. And it's without a doubt, at the third day, you will hit a group of people that you were just like, Whoa. <laughs> and uh, the second, I, I spoke at New York Comic Con for my first speaking ever. Wow. So that's, that's a, not. That's a big one. Right? I was Dang. really intimidated, but it was just a, <laughs> that was a one day thing where the director flew me out there and was like, I'm talking about this and you're in yeah. this show, so come be here. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but it was a really great experience. Um, but then the second con I spoke at was, uh, I'm not going to even say the name. But uh, they non disclosure agreement, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had this thing in their opening speech was was everybody has to shower at least once a day. Yes, they and did that down in Acon too. I didn't like. I was. I turned to the other. I think she was a an artist or something, and I was like, "Are are they serious? This can't be serious right <laughs> yes. now. That's a joke." She goes, "No, I've been to several of these. That needs to be said, and someone won't listen." Yeah, <laughs> dude, there was. Uh... I wasn't there for this, but there was one con that the improv group that I was with did a show, and like somebody, somebody spiked, like pun- they they spiked a punch or something like that mm-hmm. with uh, LSD. Apparently. What? And like it just turned into the biggest. I, I'm hearing stories coming back. Like people are texting me, like you're not gonna believe this crap. <laughs> Anime kids unsuspectedly tripping balls on acid. Oh, gosh. And, like, somehow, like, a fire alarm went off and, like, an actual <laughs> fire started. And, like, well, because when just... the fire alarm's going off, you got to start a fire. Right, right. I understand this, this is logic. completely inappropriate. <laughs> we have to do something about this. <laughs> They're going to be so upset when they get here, guys. <laughs> yeah. We so can't we make this something. a false alarm. We have to make it legit. <laughs> we will not make the building system a liar. <laughs> So, oh my god, yeah, anime convention. I feel like anime conventions are way different than, like, Comic-Con. Mm, yeah. They are their own animal. And I really, really love going to cons. It's my favorite thing to do, and I don't, like, get really nervous in front of it. Yeah. But 
it's really lovely. And the last con I went to, I actually saw somebody cosplaying from a game I was in. And I felt the need to go up and hug them. And so they came up and we're in this autograph line. They don't know who I am. And I was like, oh, you're Yandere Chen. Okay. I know I know what you're in. You're in Yandere Simulator. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I'm the teacher in that. <laughs> and for a second, she was like, no. <laughs> and uh, so she she goes on her little way and she talks to me for a second. And I was like, yeah, it's a great, it's a great game. Go check it out. Great people behind it. Uh, and then she comes back. She waited all the way. This is a, an autograph line that went around the entire uh, the entire room to get to us. Oof. And she waited in line all the way again so that she could have me sign her, her knife. That's pretty day. cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> if I was a con goer, that would be pretty, that would be really cool. <laughs> I really want to, someday, because I've, I've only been to anime conventions, but, um, which is funny because I don't really watch much anime. I, mm. I do want to get into Attack on Titan. Oh, okay. And I did watch a little bit of, um, oh, I can't think of it, uh, Cowboy Bebop. I've not seen that one. I haven't seen Attack on Titan either. I want to, uh, but all the people that I know that have seen it know how I am with gore. Um, Uh, They're like, no, I don't think you'll do well with it. Right. Which is fine, because I'm fine with, like, film gore. Mm. Like, you give me all that that blood and guts and stuff, I'm like, I can handle that. But animated gore, I'm like, whoa, this got real. That's so (laughs) weird. That's so backwards. I know, right? Um, so I haven't seen that recently. Uh, I'm like into all the '90s anime. It's not that I don't have a pro- like I have a problem with the newer anime. I just haven't gotten over the '90s yet. Right. Um, Got a lot of catching up to do. Right, especially because growing up, I I grew up watching Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Like those were the, the everything animes. that was on network TV, pretty much. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't until college that I was like, oh. There's this whole genre. Oh my god. There's this whole thing. Okay. I have no idea. Like there's so much that I don't even I'm so intimidated by the amount of anime that there is. Like yeah. I think that's what keeps me from watching it from like getting started. Cuz like I've gotten I've gotten roped into my Netflix binges. And like <laughs> now I got my my HBO Go password back. And so now I'm like I get sucked into marathons so quickly. I'm currently uh, on Netflix there's Oran, oh, I cannot say it. Oran Host Club, high school host club, something. Yeah, it's on there. But I've I heard a keep... lot about it. Yeah. And I finally sat down and watched it, and I kind of am like obsessed with it right yeah. now. But it's one of the older animes too, so I'm not even into like one of the new ones that's relevant. That <laughs> You're I can still see. classic anime. <laughs> yeah. Now you do a little bit of voicing for My Little Pony too, right? Okay, uh, it's technically not My Little Pony. It's what's it called? It's Midnight Mares. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is. It was animated by a My Little Pony animator. Okay. Um, and it's mares, so it's more geared towards teenagers rather than the, the kid aspect of My Little oh, Pony. Cool. Uh, so there's like death and identity crisis and all Ooh. kinds of like things teenagers kind of go through. I, hope they I don't think go that might death, turn me but... into a brony if I started watching it. <laughs> Bronies are cool. I, I've... I've met, because uh, I've spoke at uh, New York Comic Con was for Midnight Mares, and then I spoke at uh, BronyCon in New York. There's and a con specifically for bronies? There is. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I went to it, and the the brony community, or the, the My Little Pony community, uh, because they have a huge, uh, or M- Midnight Mares is pretty much, you know, with that kind of same fan group. Yeah. Um, you, you meet some that are just, 
the best people you will ever meet. But then there's those one or two that give the whole community that really there's bad rap. That guy. <laughs> and I have met that guy at a con once. Um, he was he was dressed in God. I hope he doesn't hear this. He was dressed all in a, a, a My Little Pony like onesie thing. I was like, fantastic. Okay. Uh, but he kept going to shake my hand, and he had not clipped his nails. And every time he did it, he scratched a little bit of my skin. He's taking a piece of you with him. Every I know. Time. Everyone's like, you need to be careful. He got your DNA. He's going to clone yeah, he's you. He's going to clone you and make you into his brony slave. But then some of the sweetest people I've ever met were bronies at cons. So yeah. it's like hit or miss. You get like 15 of the really awesome people and then like that one person that scratches your skin <laughs> over and over again. I feel that there is just that guy at every single con. There is. Whether it's... Whether it's my Little Pony or anything, there's always that one person that took things too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he lives in a basement at his parents' house. And only eats Cheetos. And only eats Cheetos. A strict <laughs> diet of Cheetos and pizza. There you go. It's always there you pizza. Go. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what it was about the cons. They always had pizza. You know what? Now we've lost our Cheeto and pizza endorsement. Ah, crap. <laughs> Well, speaking of which, we have another sponsor. Would you like to read the sponsor? Oh, goodness. Let me see. Hold okay. on. Okay. You, you have to read it with attitude. Okay. You got it? No. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> okay. The Oki Show Show is brought to you by... Silly String. You've never made me laugh and live. Never wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And live. Never, never made me laugh and live. Never hard. <laughs> oh, and I've, I've. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Here. Okay, okay. 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 You do it, then I'll yeah, do sure. it. Okay. 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 Uh, what character? Should I do it in the character? Do it. Uh, okay. Whatever character comes to mind. We'll do, we'll do a Scottish man. Okay. Okay. The OK Show Show is brought to you by Silly String. You've never made me laugh, and I've never heard you crack a joke. I call it false advertising. <laughs> I think that was more like pirate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the OK Show Show is brought to you by... Can I do it? Can I do it sexy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Do it. Silly String. You've never, never made me laugh. And I've never heard you crack a joke. I call it false advertising. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. That brings us to uh, the fun part of the show. With the which bell? Is, which is games. With the bell! Yeah, with the bell. My seven-year-old is happy. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so uh, we're just going to do a little bit of a warm-up. And um, I, I have a couple warm-ups. I think we'll just we'll do this one first. Okay, so... This one's called Five Things. Okay. And basically, it's kind of like a lightning round kind of deal. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you three questions, and you have to deliver as fast as you can. Okay? We're going for five things here. Okay, five things. Okay, okay. ready? This is All counting. Right. This is math? That's Nobody right. told me I'll, there was math in this. <laughs> I'll, I'll count you down. Okay, okay so we got okay. five of your favorite cartoons. Ready? Go. Uh, SpongeBob. Fairly Odd Parents. Um... Cartoons, cartoons, cartoons. Does Simpsons count as a cartoon? Okay. It works, yeah. Uh, I'm trying not to think anime. Uh, <laughs> cartoon, Johnny Bravo. Uh, One more. Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> that works. There, okay. Glad there's not a timer. I was trying to think of like what all mine were. Everything that kept popping up was anime. I was like, anime, anime. anime. No, 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 okay. no, cartoons. <laughs> well, anime is ten- well, still cartoons. Just for the... You're going to get so much flack now. There's going to oh, be that one rager. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just pissed off the anime community. I'm sorry. It is an art form of its own. It stands alone. Okay. Uh, next one is your five favorite voice actors. Ooh, it's a tall order. It doesn't have to be strictly voice actors. It can be 
Any actor? Theater, like main actors that okay. do voices. Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. All right. Meryl Streep. Um, uh, yeah. He plays, okay, I'm going to go with Billy West, too. Okay. Uh, Dan Castellaneta. Uh, Harry Shear. And I'm still blanking. He was in, he's a voice actor. Mm-hmm. He was also in the thing, uh, the, the superhero movie where he tried to bend spoons. Oh, 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 crap. What's his name? See, see, I right? I know exactly what you're talking The Blue Raja. Yes, I love him so oh, much. And he's like every voice on The Simpsons. What yes. What is his freaking name? Okay, there's Harry Shearer and there's Dan Castellaneta and there's, oh, and uh, Veronica Taylor. <laughs> okay, but we are going to figure out, um... Hank Azaria! There we oh go. I was God. like, it starts with an H, because there's Harry Shearer. I love him. Yeah. Right? The Blue Raja's my favorite character on um, Mystery Man. He's a perfect example of a voice actor that can go, and he started in theater, but a voice actor that can go to film so easily, because when you have an expressive voice, yeah. you can move it to, well, to film. I mean, uh, he does, he's so brilliant with character creation mm-hmm. with his voices, like, because um, he does the voice of... Um, Shoot, Mo. Yeah, and then he he'll he'll go right around and do um, the. He's Chief Wiggum too. Chief Wiggum, yeah. We love Chief, Chief Wiggum's <laughs> character. But yeah, I, I can't believe how many The Simpsons is like. I mean, those are like the A team, yeah. the A listers of all voice actors. Like I'm just looking at it here, Dan uh, Castellaneta. I can never say Castellaneta. Yeah. I've listened to so much of the uh, the uh, commentary of that show. Yeah. Like, I love that show. I would My, my life so would good. be over if I was on that show. If they were right. like, you come and you say one word, done. I've, Can it, you like, imagine? <laughs> I mean, just the history behind that show. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got one more. All one right. more of the, the lightning round. Okay, so we're going to do five impressions. Impressions? Impre- well, it can be impressions, impersonations, or character voices. Okay. Okay, uh, do I get a sentence or do I have to make up a sentence? Um, oh my God, I hate the Oki Show Show in all these different character voices. Okay? In all these different? Okay. okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. I have Five, to say... uh, I hate the Oki Show Show. I have to write it down. I'm... A solid endorsement for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Be on all the ads. Right, yeah. I hate the Oki Show Show. Okay, ready? Ready. Here we go. I hate the Oki Show Show. 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 I hate the, ah, oh, that's so close. I hate the Oki Show Show. <laughs> that was good. Okay, now who all was that? Uh, I did, the first one was Ash from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can do that one pretty well. Like, uh, hi, my name's Ash, and I'm going to be the very best Pokemon master. Holy crap. <laughs> I like that one. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> um, the other one was a very failed attempt at Evelyn from League of Legends, and her Ooh. voice is so good. Do you play? Do you I play man, game? okay. <laughs> Let me tell you about my relationship with video games. Okay. The I my wife got me a PS3. The last video game that I had played was seriously like Super Nintendo. Okay. So I, it was such a leap in technology that I went from Super Nintendo, where you basically they point you in one direction. 
and you just go in that direction, hopping up and down. And right. If you wanna, if, even if you want to go the other direction, you can't. <laughs> you literally, they're just like, they just no. heard you in one direction. Stop thinking outside yeah, the box. Just like an idiot cow, like <laughs> move that way. And now, so I, st- I started trying to play um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, God. Holy ball sack. Mm-hmm. It was like, it went from like two-dimensional to like, now the world is so vast and giant that I'm literally Batman wandering the streets of Gotham like a lost puppy, like getting stuck in corners and just walking like, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I use this batarang? See, I have this thing, um, it's almost like a motion sickness, and it's weird because I was a gymnast, so I can flip and do all kinds of stuff in real life just fine. Uh, But you put me in a game where the the camera is behind the character – or mm-hmm. moves freely, and I will get so sick so fast. That makes sense, though. Yeah? Because it literally, I mean, like, let's face it, the graphics are so good now that, like, you might as well be in an out-of-body experience in a real-world scenario. Like, that's how it feels almost. Is like yeah. It's literally like you're outside of your own body, and you're just watching yourself <laughs> just as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be because, like, with my gymnastics history, I'm used to actually doing the flips and stuff. Uh, so my body's thrown off even more your body's like, when I'm not doing it. I should it. be doing that. Yeah. And it's making me sick to my stomach that I'm not doing that. And I Googled <laughs> it. It's because your body thinks it's poisoned. That's true. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Ironically from a comedian. Really? <laughs> yeah, that motion sickness is totally your body thinking that it's being poisoned, mm-hmm. which is weird. So, I don't know. Come on, stupid body. How much time do I eat poisoned? Like once every week. So you right. should be fine now. <laughs> every time I'm on my computer in a moving car, I'm actually eating poison. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay, so we have another game. Okay. Um, this one is actually pretty simple. Well, it's kind of simple. It's a little improv involved. This is a presidential campaign speech done in particular characters. Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, okay. So I'll give you an example. Um, I attempt in my... Admiration for Billy West. I I, I attempt a Zap Brannigan. Nice. Okay. Okay. okay, So I'm going to attempt a Zap Brannigan presidential speech starting now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. I just want you to know that I will be the number one president in the entire galaxy. (laughs) That's all I got. That's awesome. That was really good. Kiff, you just do Kiff. what you do. <laughs> Shield Kiff, my I was, legs. I was going to the bathroom and I needed an, an attendee. Oh, I'm sorry, you're crying like a woman. <laughs> I love that character Dude, so Brannigan much. Is so great. <laughs> ah, she handles like a steakhouse, but she rides like a bistro. <laughs> so good. Okay, all right. So your presidential speech as Ash Ketchum. Three, two, one. Hi, my name's Ash, and if you vote for me this upcoming 2016 election, I promise that I will solve our wild Pokemon problem. It will be no more. I am the best uh, hoarder that has ever seen. You just, you will not even have to worry about it. Also, the prices of Pokeballs will drop because I'm sorry, it's too much to pay $200 for a Pokeball. I played this game too much. (laughs) I like it. Okay, I'm going to try another one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, this is the Mad Hatter's presidential speech. Mm. So, okay, I have this thing. This is the only way that I get through traffic. Like, during <laughs> rush hour, I'll get, like, in just, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. And the only solace that I have that gets me through it is I'll make an Instagram video of the Mad Hatter <laughs> with road rage. Nice. <laughs> so this is the Mad Hatter uh, giving his presidential campaign speech. <clears throat> 
Are you tired of being late for a very important date? Well, let me tell you a thing or two. Today, I announce my candidacy for President 2016 with my running mate, Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> nice. That's all I got. Way better at improv than uh, I don't know about that. Okay, so uh, this last one is a presidential speech from Shiaria from Prince Adventures. Hello, my name is Shiaria, and I would like to announce my candidacy for the 2016 presidential campaign. Yeah, that's all I really <laughs> That segment was brought to you by the push-up bra, making liars out of women and disappointing shallow men all over the world. (laughs) Okay, we got one more game, and I have honestly, I haven't played this game in so long, so we're going to relearn this game together. Okay. Okay. This is called Actor's Nightmare. I know this game. You do? Okay. I do. And I have a book right here that I will be reading from. (laughs) So basically, Actor's Nightmare is a game for all of you listeners. Uh, This is a game where uh, Rachel here will be... Uh, performing a voiceover audition for a director played by myself <clears throat> that can only read, uh, the only things that I can say are being read out of this book called Directing Actors by Judith Weston. <laughs> so for example, you would say something to me like, I like your hair. <clears throat> by taking on roles of characters that were unlike me, I began to discover those characters in me. I think that's a psycho- psychological issue that you need to really sort out with your hairdresser. <laughs> so there's an example of actor's nightmare. So um, you are doing a voiceover audition okay. for myself, and you are deathly afraid of questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna try this. We're gonna, like I said, we're learning this together because it's been a long time since I played this game. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. for my audition. (laughs) I build on my own experience, on that of others, on everything that I have heard and seen. And that impresses me so much, sir. I I really respect your work because of that. I've studied every single thing you've done. (laughs) What if sternness is foreign to her nature and emotional vocabulary? Um, you know, um, where's where's the bathroom? Do you know where the bathroom is? I think I have to go. Questions are perhaps the most important product of script analysis. Even though you are not going to rewrite the script, so all questions are answered. Well, then good. Then we don't have to bother with questions anymore, right? I mean, it's not a big deal at all. What in this scene is happening for the first time? Um, you know, I, I think uh, you, would, you would know that better than me, sir. I mean, you are the, the direct, director, right? I mean, I'm not trying to step on your toes or insult you or anything. I'm just saying... Um... As if it's a business deal... As if they're married. There are many more. Yeah, they had a lot of kids since they got married. I agree. <laughs> when preparing for auditions, you need to choose scenes, which are called sides, for the actors to read with another person. You can have actors read with each other on the first round of readings, although usually in the first round you meet them one at a time. This sounds like my speed dating gone wrong. <laughs> if you have actors audition, read one at a time. What if they don't know how to read, sir? Well, I suggest that you have them read with someone who is not involved in the casting process. <laughs> like the janitor. Great, I'll go get him. If you don't feel confident of your ability to tell if an actor can listen or not, you might try this. Make an arrangement ahead of time with the helper actor. 
from this book. So helpful. I've never heard of the term the helper actor. The helper, the janitor. Kiff. <laughs> Kiff. <laughs> I need you to be a helper actor on this audition. <laughs> Quick, put on that tutu. <laughs> well, Rachel, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming Thank on and, so and, and playing along and, uh, and, you know, helping us inform people who want to be voice actors. Like, you know, this is going to be, uh, hopefully that people learned some things from this. Yeah. I know I did, which is always the main priority for me. <laughs> if anyone has any questions, they can find me on Facebook or Twitter or my website. It's great. Which is? Which is, uh, my Facebook is www.facebook.com slash Rachel Messer Actress and it's a it's like a fan page. Uh, you can't friend request me because I get like, I, I honestly got like 100 and I haven't gone through and deleted any of it so I don't even mess You're with You're kind of popular. <laughs> no, I think most of it is spam quite <laughs> Um, or you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Messer, which is R A C H A E L M E S S E R, or at Ra or just www.rachelmesser.com. And you, can, we can also find your voiceover demo and yeah, you can find my demos all on there. You know, I'm I'm gonna put a game on there. Maybe I'll just what? be like, everybody, come to my site where I provide everything. <laughs> everything. Anything you could possibly need from the internet, I have on this one site. Food sustenance, we've got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, dude, thank you so much again for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun, and we ended just in time because Woo! the wifey poo is back from from prop. <laughs> stuff <laughs> anyways this is the Oki show show I have no longer I have no more sponsors <laughs> I'm all out of sponsors thank you guys for listening and tune in again next week when we talk to the filmmakers from Army of Frankensteins show <laughs> <laughs>